재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. Welcome back. Well, Korea is an interesting and dynamic place, and all the time, more and more interesting and dynamic expats are choosing to make their lives here. And we want to ask them, why do they do that? Why Korea? What dreams are you pursuing here? Why have you stayed and made this your home? That's the question we go out and ask interesting expats every week at this time. And actually, the person who does the going out and asking is our team member, GP1. And he brings us back their stories and a little bit of sound in their own words. Hey, GP, how you doing? I'm excellent. You know, I never get tired of asking that question, why? Why, Kurt, why? It's always a different answer, too, you know. Uh, There's people who have come to pursue an entire spectrum of career options and life plans and life dreams. Yeah, exactly. And uh, today's featured voice, Cody Hunter, he's um, the founder of a new fitness initiative called the Be More Human Project. This is something that's near and dear to your heart personally, right? Fitness? Yeah, actually, um, I met him at the gym, which is, if you didn't know, where I meet every single one of our (laughs) Why Here guests is at the gym. The gym, it's basically gym studio, gym (laughs) studio, bed, gym studio, right? Uh, I I kid, of course. I've never, uh, he's the only person that's been featured on the segment that I met at the gym. But uh, what does that name invoke for you the Be More Human Project? What do you? What comes to mind for you? Well, first? I actually, I don't think the gym at first blush. I think, uh, I don't know, maybe be kinder, be uh, more in touch, more compassionate, that kind of thing. Okay, cool. So that's your, your mental image of being more human. I, I would agree with that. And uh, there is an emphasis on more than just fitness, as that would imply. So um, actually, I didn't like just walk up to Cody and say, hey, man, could you spot me? Uh, I'm, I kind of keep quiet at the gym, and he approached me. He was working out with another individual, and uh, I had to take my headphones off, and that's like, you know, big, like, whoa, you're going to make me do this? And he said, um, hey, this is kind of a really weird request, but would you take a photo of us? He said that? Yeah, he walked up to me and handed me his phone and asked me to take a photo of them. And I laughed, and I said, yeah, man, I'm all about the gym selfies. Was and it a pose photo? Was it like a make It was a, a kind of a progress photo because right. his friend was dieting. Okay, good, so, yeah. good stuff. Um, it wasn't until later that I learned that there was a lot more to Cody than just, you know, bicep curls and gym selfies. My name is Cody Hunter and I'm from New Zealand. I suppose a good way to describe myself is someone who's very uh, passionate about what I do, passionate about fitness, passionate about people. You know, I sort of put on this earth, I think, to help power and motivate and inspire people to do what they love and, and to become kind of their own sort of superheroes. I don't want people to rely on other people for things. I want them to become self-sufficient. If that's fitness, they can work out for themselves. They can decide what food is right for them. If it's having good relationships with friends and families and and people they love, it's understanding that cell phone use in front of those people and all these other little things are not necessary. You know, trying to find ways to make people just be better in life and, and mentally, socially, all these things where, you know, we're all much happier and less stressed and do things for better reasons than just killing time (laughs) yeah and I I mean I've been in Korea now for 10 years and I've done lots of different things here lots and lots of different things and I will do many more things I think before I finish up he used the word uh, passion three times there that really came across during the um, about hour or so we hung out at that cafe during our chit chat he even seemed really engaged in listening to me and what I am passionate about so um, I'm really really grateful for that you know he made me feel really welcomed even though I was asking him for an interview and uh, he like me originally came to teach but that was like 10 years ago and that was a totally different time I came about six years ago the process has gotten a lot um, more difficult since then but when he came uh, he said that he sustained an injury playing rugby and that he needed time to recover, and he decided to go abroad and teach and make some money. Within two weeks of deciding to come to Korea, that he was actually hired here 
And at the time, the visa regulations were different. So he was here working without a visa. Yeah. And then you could get a visa after you started working. And there was a whole fiasco. A little looser back then, wasn't it? It was like the Wild West of uh, expat teaching, if you will. He also used the term self-sufficient. I point that out because a lot of the fitness industry is built on repeat business. Kurt, have you ever, like, tried to um, go get a consultation on personal training or anything like that? Yeah, once in a while. Um, uh, some of the mega gyms really have their, you know, they, they really fish you in and try to sell you right from the get-go. I've actually been to one of Cody's past um, on enterprises, and um, they're, they're really casual about it. You know, uh, you go in, uh, you can go if you want to go, not if not. It's not a hard sell. Yeah, that's, um, I always appreciate that when people are straight up with you, but at a lot of gyms, especially uh, around here, um, you get this huge discount where like one month costs X amount, yeah, and then two months costs like only X times, you know, 1.5, and right. three months is X times two. Yeah. And, you know, it's built on repeat business, which is normal for every industry, but trainers want you to keep coming in month after month, week after week, it's so on and so forth. Nutrition coaches, it's built on repeat business on getting you to give them more money and not really, not necessarily teaching you how to do it by yourself. So, And oftentimes they have the merch too, the supplements and all that stuff, and they're trying to funnel that onto you. Yeah, it's um, they, they make you believe that you need to get in a certain amount of like protein or whatever supplement, right? And so immediately kind of Cody captured uh, me with what he said about self-sufficiency, teaching people to do it by themselves. Mm. So realizing that, you know, he was never going to play professional rugby in New Zealand, he said that was kind of like, that was a real bummer for him because apparently that's every young New Zealander's dream is to play professional rugby, right? I don't doubt it. Um, That really, when he realized that, you know, he wasn't going to recover and that he wasn't going to play pro, that made him put roots down in Korea and got him to seek out his passion here. It took a little while, actually. I didn't really think about doing it until uh, probably five or six years after being here for a while. I because I was never really settled in Korea, so I didn't really think about going back to what I loved doing. It was more just make some money and let's leave Korea. So um, when I sort of realized that, you know, going to gyms here was was so depressing that I thought I think I need to do something and start getting back into fitness here. Show people that fitness doesn't have to be scary or boring or tedious. There's actually ways for it to be part of your life and to be fun. So just out of the blue, I, I just thought I'm going to start coaching people again in Korea, and then I just started, and I... Um, started recruiting people at the local gym here and uh, training them for free in one of the side studio rooms and building up this boot camp program that I wanted to get group fitness in, involved here in Korea. So I built up an outdoor boot camp program that got really popular and so I opened a gym. I opened a PT studio because I thought that's what people wanted. So it was very small and it required quite an expensive sort of startup for equipment because it was PT studio. After the first three months... I had a, a boot camp class in the morning and then a boot camp class in the evening. That turned into like five in the morning, five at night, fully booked out, couldn't fit anyone else in the whole gym, and PT was kind of non-existent. It sort of proved that point that people wanted the community aspect of it and were waiting for something that I was doing. No one else was doing what I was doing, so it was kind of fresh. So I opened the first Sentinel gym after that. That boot camp concept, uh, it's, a, it's a branding term, but it's also a more generic term for uh, what a lot of gyms are doing nowadays. I think Cody was a first mover here in Korea. Functional fitness, kind of like military-style PT, um, you know, jumping up and down, shaking ropes, that of, kind of stuff. Like body weight and um, high heart rate type of stuff. Exactly. Um, that's part of what the Be More Human project does, as I understand it. Uh, but he mentioned, you know, 
it took him a while and it took him something, a particular event for him to settle and like really establish roots here. Kurt, do you, you have like an experience that made you think, you know what, I'm going to put down some roots here because you've been here a while, so have I. <laughs> oh, hell. You know, I, can, I can cite something, but I'd like to hear, I've never actually asked you that. Like, what was Settled and me are two words that uh, don't often go together. I've, I've been in Korea this second time. Uh, this is about, what, three years now. I was here for five years prior to that before I went to India. Uh, there's always a chance every five or six years that uh, something in my life's going to explode and I'm just going to go somewhere else, but knock on wood, so far things look kind of settled back, here. Though. Oh, yeah, I missed Korea a lot and uh, the, the situation here and just the overall life. I'm, I, I was kind of a Korea junkie and I missed it terribly when I went to India. So, that's so why black I or came white, back. Kurt? Black or white? Are you settled? Ish. Hey, <laughs> settled ish. Are you settled? I, I would say, yeah, I'm settled. Really? You're yeah. a lifer? I'm, I, I can't say I'm a lifer, but I am settled. This is home. Right He's now. settled. Ladies, line up. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh I, have, I would love to hear what our, our listeners think of our interactions Kurt um, so Cody says he didn't settle until half a decade in you know it took me a while to and that gyms are kind of depressing everywhere you know that's why we're in this big kind of revolution are gyms depressing? I would say that um, unless you really like working out and my, my gym has no windows yeah Right, unless you is yours sort of like a, an old fashioned kind of like boxing style iron and sweat gym, or is it more of a of, fancy yeah. gym? No, no, it's it's definitely bare bones. Everything is rusted, and uh, the floor tiles are coming up. It's it's uh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, but that, I like that. You know, it's not for everyone. Yeah, and so sometimes you do want to get out. That's what Corey's doing with the Be More Human project. He told me that when he first decided to open gym, he told his wife, uh, and I quote, "Find me a space." She replied, we have no money. He said, we'll find the money. And somehow by doubling down on his passion, he made it work. He opened that PT studio that he just mentioned and then his own gym. And then he transitioned into the CEO position at the flagship CrossFit branch here in Korea, backed up by their, you know, their corporate sponsor. Uh Um, That sport took off like a rocket ship after that. And I was really surprised. So I asked him why he thinks that the sport has grown so much, you know, so quickly here in Korea, despite high monthly fees and um, a very, very different approach to exercise. So it was awesome. I, I opened my first gym in 2010, and then I opened my first CrossFit gym in uh, 2012. So about a year and a half of my first studio, um, but I was burning hard. It wasn't going to be able to be maintained for very long. It was long, long days. Uh, I was the only coach. I had some help from some other coaches but very very tough work and then sentinel opened up 2012 and just skyrocketed membership bases grew really quickly yeah it's a, it's a real crazy one so when you compare it to like japan or china the growth there has been so small and so slow i mean it will pick up they're about two years or three years behind where career is now uh, but in 2012 there was like three crossfit gyms and now there are over 150 almost 200 affiliates so my mission was when i first opened my gym i had almost 100 percent foreigner based membership based so to test the first gym in Hanamdong was we need to appeal to the Korean community because that's who's going to grow the business and then by you know after about a year or so it was probably 50-50 and then the gyms after that were 100% Korean you know I was told it wasn't going to work because Koreans don't like working out in groups or sweating around each other or you know it's sort of being proper but that was completely wrong once they got into that community feel bit of competitiveness in it you know working hard pushing each other they became completely addicted to what we were doing and it was uh it was really really amazing i couldn't believe it actually 
addiction, he says. And uh, a lot of my CrossFit friends, are they say they're addicted. They say, oh, give it a try. You'll get addicted too. I mentioned that to uh, Cody that my friends tell me that. And he said, you know, people who are into fitness kind of have addictive personalities. Um, if it wasn't fitness, he said, for me, if it wasn't fitness, it might be something much worse. Yeah, it is a hardcore group. And as you mentioned, the monthly fees are nothing to sneeze at. They are pretty, um, it's a little bit pricey. So you're definitely going to go if you're paying it. And that group dynamic sort of develops. Yeah, and I was surprised because all those things you mentioned about um, how the culture here is and not wanting to do things in a communal sense in that particular way. You see it in PC rooms. You're alone together. You have your computer and you play with other strangers. You don't sure. play with the people in the room with you generally. Uh, when you go to a bar, it's not common to approach a stranger, I would say, usually, right? So why would sweating and working out be any different? That's even possibly more awkward, especially if you're not as good at it, right? Yeah. But apparently it, it works, and I'm surprised. So, yeah. But you didn't meet him at a CrossFit gym. No, I didn't. So I asked him, what's up with that? Why, what is he doing now if not CrossFit? I kind of wanted to try something that took me back to what I did at the very start, which was just giving. I saw, So for 2015, my mission was just to give. Give time, give energy to people that needed it and not really focus too much on what sort of money I would make or uh, you know anything in return. So uh, that was... You know, back to coaching people outside, back to you know consulting for some gyms, and then also setting up a, a thing called the Be More Human Project that was really based around just getting people outside in groups and trying to get them working out and, and sort of putting a bit more purpose into why we work out. I, f- I find a lot of us go to gyms, no one really even asks you why you're there or what's, what are your goals, and not physical goals. I mean, like, what are your actual fitness goals for life? Like, what are you even doing this for? And so people sort of stay for a little while and they leave because there's no real um, purpose or drive in, in any of their, their reasons behind working out. So I wanted to take things a bit deeper approach and sort of develop a program that got people thinking more about their whys and, and their purpose behind it all and also focusing a lot more on the mental aspect of it because ultimately being mentally fit, it relates to everything. It relates to how good you are with your diet, how consistent with your workouts, how good you are with your relationships with people. Everything comes down to being how mentally strong you are or how mentally you know fit you are is what I call it. So we want to, I think, take things, I think the future of it is actually getting people to focus a lot more on, on that brain muscle as opposed to just the bicep, you know. So I want to start working towards a lot more of that, getting a bit deeper in our fitness and, and why we do it. Mental fitness is certainly underrated for sure. That's why weight yo-yos, you know, a lack of mental fitness and discipline. Uh-huh. You know what the third leg of that table is? Is breathing. Uh, you know, be, a regular fitness routine will kind of teach somebody how to breathe and get people breathing more deeply. A lot of people have forgotten how to breathe, and that's sort of a cornerstone of uh, any meditation practice and sort of general relaxation and, and mental fitness in general. I would say, yeah, it just goes back to pacing, you know, it teaches yeah. you how to pace. Uh, most of Cody's, you know, ventures seem irrelevant of profit. What he's doing now, the Be More Human Project, um, is uh, totally free on Saturdays if you decide to go, right? Wow, okay. And so let's uh, let's move on to, I, I think that feeds into the, the big question, why, why here, right? Why here? There you go. It's quite hard to feel settled in Korea, I feel. Things are not easy, you know, like buying a home is not easy, buying a car, setting up businesses. Lots of things here are super hard. And even for someone who's been here for a long time, my wife is Korean, but there are certain things that still fall back on me and being a foreigner still won't work. So, I mean, I've been told no a million times and then the guy beside that person has said yes. It's like the whole lesson of never stop asking people for help or how to set that up because 
the answers are always different for every single person. But I think my reasons now is very much I am getting to a point now where the next step is going to start to expose itself. And whether that is, you know, this year has very much put a lot of time and effort into Be More Human Project and try to make that something that that can go global and really grow that. And if that takes me somewhere else in the world, then so be it. I'll, I'll embrace that and we'll move wherever we have to move. But I think at this point, I am sort of seeing the next evolution of whether it's to ground roots into Korea really deep and make this 100% home or whether it's time to see what else is out there, what other sort of things can be done, you know, where, where this can be taken. I think it's equally his new endeavor starting, you know, Korea is the starting point for his new endeavor. You can find that on Facebook. Uh, they get together every Saturday. There's a huge relaunch coming up on the 13th of February. Um, anyway, there's that. And there's also, like, he prefaces it with the difficulties he's had. Mm-hmm. And I think he stays, you know, he didn't explicitly say so, but I think he stays for the challenges. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of people stay. It's a, it's a rewarding and a challenging place to be. There are certain things to uh, get over, like the language barrier, certain cultural barriers and so on. There are certain frustrations we all encounter. But um, to get some leverage and to be successful and to springboard from a teaching position into the kind of success he's had really is, uh, has got to be rewarding. Yeah, so I asked him about those hurdles that he had to face and the mentality that uh, he had to get through them. There's a lot of little things that I find just cause extra noise and stress. But it's mainly the little things that build up that really kind of wear you down. And what the rules are kind of like for foreigners versus for locals. You know, I've had a situation where they will continuously look back on my wife's earnings, who hasn't worked for 10 years. They won't even look at mine. So then you try to base off a, a, a mortgage or, or whatever it is off someone who hasn't had a job. It's not going to work, right? So it's really strange. So that kind of stuff. Setting up businesses at the start, being told, you know, foreigners can't do that, for example, or you need this or you can't do that. But there's always a way around it. I think the only reason I've been here this long is because I'm extremely adaptable. And I think to live in anywhere else in the world that's not home, you have to, even home, you have to be extremely adaptable. So it's just like adapt and overcome. If it's, if it's not going to happen this way, then I'll find another way to, to achieve, you know, the ultimate mission. And to try to put a positive side on it, you know, like, have fun with it and not get spun down this big spiral of depression and being upset about things you can't really control. If you, you react that way here, you won't last and you'll hate your life. And I've worked in schools where entire groups of teachers have just hated everything they've done. And it's if you get dragged into that, it's the old I'll live till Friday kind of mentality, which is the worst. TGIM, man. Like, Monday is one of the best days of the week. It's the time to start living and doing the stuff you love to do so i just like to look at things like another challenge if it's not that way there's going to be another way to do it so if there's something you want to get into more i think you just got to jump and do it and try it make take the risk give it a shot if it fails who cares try something else do it another way you know if it's what you love the doors will open that never say die mentality actually everything cody said um it's not necessarily you know expat Exclusive. You can take that if, even if you're tuning in from your home country, right? You know, it's, it's definitely going to be useful no matter what. Fantastic stuff. GP, thank you once again for bringing us a really interesting expat. We'll see you next week. See you next week. All right, and that brings Why Here and Koreascape to a close. Our show is produced by Christina So with associate production by Jamie Lee and writing by GP, who you've just been hearing from. I'm Kurt Asian. A big warm welcome to our newest intern, Hansel Ju. Great to have you aboard. We'll see you all again tomorrow at 9 a.m. with Health Mirror and Local Eats. Bye-bye. <laughs>